0: You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, September 7th. I'm Lee Zimpel, your assistant news director, and I, along with news director Portia Cook, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, Fort Collins residents will not have the opportunity to vote on relaxing the city's residential occupancy rules this November, as the city council decided not to place a U-plus-two question on the ballot during their recent city council session. This and more in local news with Portia Cook. And September is National Campus Safety Awareness Month, and CSU is hosting a variety of events for students and staff safety. Learn about upcoming events and more with me and Campus News. And indie groove band Goose is coming to CSU for a fall concert after two sold-out shows at Red Rocks. Find out all you need to know about the event in Events News with Portia Cook. Later on in the broadcast, former President Donald Trump may end up barred from the 2024 Colorado primary ballot. Find out about the lawsuit and more in national news. And with that, here's Portia Cook with your local news.
1: In local news, Fort Collins residents will not have the opportunity to vote on relaxing the city's residential occupancy rules this November, as the city council decided not to place a U-plus-two question on the ballot during their recent city council session. This matter has been a point of discussion and action for several months. In June, a citizen-led effort attempted to replace the existing U-plus-2 occupancy rule with a new one, based on factors such as the number of bedrooms and bedroom sizes. However, this effort did not gather enough signatures to make it onto the ballot. Following this setback, the City Council deliberated on whether to refer a broader question to the ballot, not specifying a particular ordinance, but asking whether they should consider increasing occupancy limits and revising the parameters upon which U plus two is built. The definition of family in U plus two dates back 60 years, leading some like Sean McCoy, a candidate for city council district two seat, to advocate for a change based on a more contemporary criteria. Critics of the existing ordinance argue that it is discriminatory due to its definitions of family. While there won't be a November vote, the issue remains active. Instead of referring it to the ballot, the City Council passed a resolution with a 5-2 vote. This resolution instructs City staff to draft potential amendments to the Land Use Code by June of 2024. These amendments will explore options to increase residential occupancy limits, taking into account factors like the number of adults, building size, number of sleeping rooms, and other potential methods for revision. So what is the U plus two rule? Well, the U plus two rule in Fort Collins, Colorado is a housing regulation that limits the number of unrelated occupants who can live in a single family dwelling unit. Specifically, it restricts households to no more than three unrelated individuals living together in such a unit. This rule is often referred to as a U plus two because it allows one additional unrelated person, the plus one, to live with the immediate family members, usually two, in a single family home. The U plus two rule is designed to address concerns related to overcrowding, noise, and parking in residential neighborhoods and is enforced by the city to maintain the character of the areas. According to the city's neighborhood services website, here's what is allowed when residing in Fort Collins. A family of any size and configuration, a family of any size and configuration and their nanny, a family of any size and configuration and an exchange student, single two parents, their kids and a friend two siblings and one friend, and two married couples as long as familial relationship exists linking the two couples. And here's what's not allowed. Two couples, married or not, with no familial relationship linking couple A to couple B, two siblings and their two or more friends, and a family of any size, a caretaker, and an exchange student. In other local news, before heading out for a meal or drink, it's a good idea to check up on your favorite local restaurant or drink spot. This week's Larimer County Restaurant Inspection List is now available, and we here at the Rocky Mountain Review have all of the details you need to know. The most recent inspection took place on September 6, resulting in five restaurants passing the inspection, while two establishments require reinspection. The following restaurants passed inspection. Shakes Alive, located on Big Thompson Avenue in Estes Park. McDonald's, located in West Elizabeth Street in Fort Collins. B-Sweet Cupcakes, located off of 4th Street in Loveland. Rigdon Farm Senior Living, located off of Lemon Drive in Fort Collins. And Casa Grande, located off of Elkhorn Avenue in Estes Park. The following restaurants will require reinspection. Genoa Coffee and Wine, located on South Timberlide Road in Fort Collins, is scheduled for a reinspection due to failures on various categories. These include issues related to improper food separation and protection, insufficient cleanliness and sanitation of food contact surfaces, incorrect cold holding temperatures, improper date marking and disposition of food items, and deficiencies in public health control procedures and records. And Dutch Brothers Coffee, located off of East Elizabeth Street in Fort Collins, is also in need of a reinspection due to various failures. These include inadequate hand washing seats with improper supply and accessibility, inadequately cleaned and sanitized food contact surfaces, incorrect cold holding temperatures, improper utilization of cooling methods with insufficient equipment for temperature control, and improper storage of in use utensils. The Larimer County Department of Health and Environment routinely inspect restaurants and food services throughout the county. As of January 1, 2020, Larimer County is mandated by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment to report food inspection ratings using a three-tier point system. For a pass, you need to gain between 0 and 50 points. This means that the establishment meets basic food safety standards with some violations corrected during the inspection. A reinspection required means you received 21 to 110 points. This means there was food safety violations found requiring reinspection for compliance. A closure means you received over 110 points, and that means severely unsanitary conditions or imminent health hazards were found during inspection, resulting in closure until violations are corrected and approved for reopening. And a not rated rating means these inspections cover various situations like construction checks, complaint investigations, and follow-up inspections for corrections. And that is all for your local news. Up next is Campus News with Lee Zempel after the break. If you are a current CSU student and would like to be a part of KCSU-FM, go to kcsufm.com backslash training to be a live DJ, podcaster, or reporter. This is 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
0: I'm Lee Zimpel reporting your campus news. September is National Campus Safety Awareness Month, and to ensure students know how to stay safe on campus, CSU is hosting a variety of events throughout the month. The first event happened on Wednesday. Representatives of different resources like the Women and Gender Advocacy Center and CSUPD were out tabling on the Laurie Student Center Plaza for an educational fair. If you weren't on campus yesterday or didn't get the chance to see the fair yourself, here are a couple more events happening later in the month if you're interested in learning more about CSU's safety resources. On Wednesday, September 20th, you can join emergency responder representatives from CSU, Fort Collins, and Larimer County organizations for the Emergency Responder Expo. There will be a handful of activities and demos, from fire extinguisher training to photo opportunities with Spooky Bear. Then, the Lori Student Center is hosting multiple sessions of run-hide fight trainings. You'll learn with CSU PD's Casey Thielman what the national standard is for civilian response to an active assailant. If you want to participate in any of the sessions, you can sign up online at safety.colostate.edu. You can also find more information about all the upcoming events, when and where they are happening, on CSU's safety website as well. Whether you're a student, staff, or faculty, CSU is inviting all to attend a neurodiversity learning event with special guest speaker and researcher, Victoria Verletza. The first session was this morning, but the second and last session will be on Thursday, September 8th at the Laurie Student Center in Ballroom D. Verletza has a Ph.D. in human development, and she's an equity-centered trauma-informed educator focused on social justice education. She speaks on many topics like diversity, inclusivity, and equity. At the LSC, she'll be talking about safe and affirming spaces for neurodiverse student and staff success. Neurodivergent is an umbrella term that's used to describe people with variations in mental functions, so it can include conditions like ADHD or autism spectrum disorder. Everyone's brain operates differently, and it can be intimidating if meeting societal milestones happens at a different rate than what is expected. This conference will be an opportunity to look at how neurodivergence is being talked about in student communities and understanding the role it plays in their success. According to CSU Source, Assistant Vice President for Student Success Ryan Barone said that CSU benefits from an increase in neurodiverse students on campus, and that ensuring their success means evolving CSU's competence and skills. Information for this update comes from CSU Source. If you're interested in studying abroad, you can take the very first step as soon as Wednesday 13th at CSU's Education Abroad Fair. The fair is a one-stop shop for students looking for opportunities to travel outside the country. This year, the fair will see over 200 programs to discover. Attendees will get the chance to learn about opportunities for both academic and personal growth, in destinations that span the globe. CSU staff, faculty, and experienced students will be there, ready to answer any questions about studying abroad. The fair is a great place for students to get connected with people who have firsthand experience for tips, insight, and stories about their adventures abroad. And on top of the fun discussions, the fair is also a great place to talk about the technical things like financial aid options and health preparations before traveling. If you're interested in visiting the Education Abroad Fair, it'll be happening on Wednesday 13th from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Lurie Student Center in the Grand Ballrooms. You can find more information about the event on CSU Source and at international.colostate.edu. Those were your campus news updates. I'm Lee Zimpel. Up next, an indie groove band that recently had two sold-out shows at Red Rocks is coming soon to CSU. Portia Cook will tell you more about that in Music and Events News.
1: And I'm back with your events news. Indie groove band Goose is coming to CSU for a fall concert after two sold-out shows at Red Rocks. Goose, the acclaimed American indie groove band, is set to headline a fall concert right here at Colorado State University following their two sold-out performances at the iconic Red Rocks Amphitheater. The event, presented in collaboration with AEG, is scheduled for Saturday, October 7th, and will take place on the West Lawn of the Lori Student Center starting at 6.30 p.m. However, gates will be open starting at 5 o'clock p.m. Student tickets are available on a first-come, first-served basis through the Lori Student Center box office using your student's NetID login. Only a limited quantity of these student tickets will be offered. For those seeking general admission and VIP tickets, you can do so through an online lottery system found on the band's website, www.goosetheband.com tour. The lottery is open until 3 o'clock p.m. on Saturday 11, with all requests being treated equally, regardless of submission time. Winners will receive notification at 4 o'clock p.m. on the same day. It is important to note that orders are limited to two tickets per purchase, and these non-transferable tickets will be issued on the day of the show. The organizers of the event have also announced a strict no-refund policy. CSU President Amy Parsons expressed enthusiasm for the event, emphasizing the significance of Northern Colorado's vibrant music scene in fostering community spirit, making Fort Collins one of the country's finest college towns. And that is all for your events news. Up next is national news with Lee Zempel after the break. KCSU is supported by Washington's, supporting live and local music in Fort Collins, Upcoming shows include Anders Osborne duo featuring Jonathan Sloan on September 13th. Tickets and info at washington'sfoco.com.
0: I'm Lee Zempel, back with National News. A liberal group in Colorado filed a lawsuit Wednesday to bar former President Donald Trump from the state primary ballot. The lawsuit argues that Trump is not eligible to run again by citing a rarely used constitutional clause aimed at candidates who have supported an insurrection. The Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington filed the complaint on behalf of six Republican and non-affiliated Colorado voters. According to the Associated Press, the lawsuit is the first step in a legal challenge that is likely headed for the Supreme Court. The constitutional clause that prohibits those who engage in an insurrection or rebellion from holding higher office is one that hasn't been used before in modern times. It's only been used a couple of times since the 1860s, so the groups behind the lawsuit are looking for guidance from the courts on exactly how to interpret the clause. The 2024 primary campaign is already unsettled since the attempt by then-President Trump to overturn his 2020 election loss to Joe Biden. Tensions are high with Trump as the leading Republican candidate, while he also faces four separate criminal charges. In a statement, Colorado's Secretary of State, Democrat Jenna Griswold, said she hoped that this case would provide guidance for election officials on Trump's eligibility as a candidate. Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, wrote in the Wall Street Journal that using the clause this way could lead the country down a dark path and that denying voters the opportunity to choose reinforces doubts that the system is rigged and corrupt. Information for this story comes from the Associated Press. Two former leaders of the far-right Proud Boys group were sentenced to over a decade in prison last Thursday for leading the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Organizer Joseph Biggs and leader Zachary Reel were each handed some of the longest sentences of the ongoing investigation of the riot that aimed to disrupt the 2020 election transfer of power between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. They were the first Proud Boys to be sentenced by U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly, who will be separately overseeing three other hearings who were convicted by a jury in May as part of the January 6th investigation. Kelly said that the attack trampled on an important American custom, breaking the tradition of a peaceful transferring of power. Defense attorneys argue that their clients are being held responsible unfairly for the violent actions of others in the crowd that day. Biggs said that he, quote, messed up, but that he wasn't a violent person and blamed the energy of the crowd influencing him. All information for this update comes from the Associated Press. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's it for national news. Coming up is Portia Cook with your weekend weather report.
1: At Colorado State University, the women's rugby team competes in the Mountain West Rugby Conference, working to establish themselves as leaders on and off the field. Women of all different backgrounds, experience levels, and interests are welcome to join the CSU women's rugby team. Practices and home games are held on the IM fields. To get involved and define the team's game schedule, go to CSUWRugby.com. I am Portia Cook reporting your Fort Collins weather forecast for Thursday, September 7th. Get ready for a fantastic weather adventure. On Thursday, we'll be soaking up the sunshine with a high of 89 degrees and a cool breeze from the northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. When night falls, expect clear skies and a comfy low near 55 degrees with gentle winds from the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday keeps the fun going with more sunshine and just a few fluffy clouds later in the day. The high temperature dances around 89 degrees with a slight breeze from the southwest. Friday night, the sky stay mostly clear and it cools down with a pleasant 54 degrees. As we roll into Saturday, the sun joins forces with a smuttering of clouds, bringing us a high of around 85 degrees. Saturday night remains partly cloudy with a low of 54 and gentle breezes from the northeast. Sunday spices things up a bit with a partly to mostly cloudy sky day and a chance of thunderstorms. High temperatures hover near 70 degrees and the winds come from the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour. We do have a 50% chance of rain during the day on Sunday. Sunday night gets electrifying with thunderstorms likely in the evening, followed by a chance of scattered thunderstorms later on. The low temperatures on Sunday drop to about 53 degrees with east winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour and a 60% chance of rain. So Enjoy the sunny days and stay prepped for a thunderstorm Sunday night. I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Conns weather forecast. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that's all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right
0: now. We would also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you.
1: And finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. Or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.